politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Miniman standing at the ready to fight anew for our life, our liberty, and our property. Those of you yearning to discover something new, a new strategy to evacuate us from this morass. If that's what you are striving for, well, this is your place. Daniel Horowitz back here today, Wednesday. It is October 12th, the actual day that Columbus discovered the new world. And we badly need to discover a new world, something beyond the Republican Party, beyond the phony conservative movement that has existed as a controlled opposition. Look, it's uh, the week has gone by fast. I'm sorry, been out, you know, a day each week. I'm going to be out one day next week as well. Um, But then we'll be back on regular schedule. Look, the two biggest news stories, there's a lot to catch up on, but the two biggest news stories that I'd like to focus on are on the one hand, Tulsi Gabbard, one of the prominent Democrats running for president, said, announced that she left the Democrat Party. And then obviously the announcement from Pfizer during a hearing with the EU commission that they always knew that their shots never prevented transmission. They never even tested them on them. But yet to this day, they're still lying about it, and our entire world was turned upside down. Millions killed, lives disrupted, social norms, human rights, civil rights infringed upon because of a lie. And yet, today they announced FDA is approving the new shots for those as young as five. Nothing matters, but the two are connected. You see, from Tulsi Gabbard, we see it's easier than ever to adopt our views, our way of thinking, fighting the elites. Everyone gets it now. Yet the GOP won't even force a single one of these issues so they don't feel the heat, and they keep going. The GOP wave is getting bigger and bigger, yet the difference between the two parties on what actually matters is getting smaller and smaller. It's never been easier to provide that bold contrast from the left Yet the GOP has never been this diffident, this ambiguous, and really downright supportive of most of the premises of the key left-wing objectives and goals. Whether it's the shots, whether it's global warming, whether it's uh, the homosexual agenda and the trannyism and the grooming, whether it's the open borders, the corporate labor that they want, it doesn't matter. Because it's all not about up versus down, not versus left versus right anymore. That's what it is. And you know that's true. I just want to make it clear. It's no longer about, oh, the GOP is tepid. They're too scared to fight for us. No. The GOP is in bed with the system. So even when it's easy and the people are demanding action and the left is so unpopular and they're gonna get, the Democrats are going to get crushed – The GOP won't even address our issues, but we will today. First, our sponsor, FastGrowingTrees.com. The WEF once said that come 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, no, you will own something and you'll be happy with your ownership. Uh, Land is so expensive these days. Your piece of land, on average 6,000 square feet in America, is your fiefdom. Make it look nice. I love gardening it's really one of my hobbies that relieves stress and fast growing trees they will give you the best experience the highest quality shrubs trees shipped to your door in one to do two days the good news is that you don't have to go out and you know have those trees and flowers decapitated in your uh, the back of your minivan or suv you know and it all the dirt and soil gets over your your uh, car, no, you just order it straight online, comes to your door. Whether you're looking to add some privacy, shade, or natural beauty to your yard, fast-growing trees as in-house experts ready to help you make your right selection. So it's really a one-stop shop. Uh, care advice is available 24-7. I've bought azaleas and crepe myrtles. So they even have a function on the website where you could check out, hey, I want shade, I want... Uh, a border privacy or whatever, and they'll give you great options that fit just for you. 
Uh, plus, with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. Often, you'll buy something, and I've, I've had this happen so many years. I buy it from Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever, and uh, it, it literally never takes root. So go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash conservative, and you'll get 15% off your entire order. But you got to do it now. Uh, right now, so far, the off- offer is only going through October 15th. So it's the end of the week. Make sure you get that 15% off by ordering now, fastgrowingtrees.com slash conservative. That's fastgrowingtrees.com slash conservative. So I want to start off playing the Tulsi Gabbard clip of her leaving the Democrat Party. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. What immediately struck me from listening to Tulsi is that you get the sense that the GOP establishment makes it like we're the extreme ones. But yet here you have a Democrat switching parties and literally echoing our talking points. Even the most conservative Republicans won't mention the anti-white bigotry and call it out by name as she did. It's not like she said, oh, you know, I want tax cuts and whatever else Republicans talk about, which isn't much. She, in about just a minute clip there, she identified the core of the problem with the elites. Again, I don't know if she is trustworthy, not trustworthy. That's not the point. But that even someone like Tulsi is willing to articulate this, yet the GOP establishment will not articulate it. For years, they have allowed this blood libel to go on, that there's somehow anti-black bigotry, and they've agreed to harmful policies based on that, when in fact, it was the opposite that was taking place. And the more you accede to the premise, the more it actually fueled the real trend, which was anti-white bigotry, which we see all over the place. Every day, I could point out these stories where whites are beaten or killed because of who they are, directly racially motivated, and you'll never hear their names ever again, or, or even uh, initially. So it, it, it's striking how Tulsi Gabbard is ahead of 99% of elected Republicans, which again demonstrates that the future is not with the Republican Party, but with a new independent movement it's going to be mainly people like us, but some some migrants from the Democrat Party like Tulsi, like uh, Naomi Wolf, like RFK Jr., whatever it is, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Let's move on to our next story in how Republicans are sabotaging the, the midterm, really the midterm mandate. Everyone's talking about it. And, you know, I know Steve Dace is talking about this. Man, th- this is really growing into a wave. Yeah. And the more people are like Republicans, we want change, we want it badly, they won't give it. They'll never deliver it. So what's one of the worst issues we're facing? We now have an FBI that's nearly on par with China and North Korea, persecuting, targeting political opponents. To this day... We have dozens of January Sixers in prison. Some of them are dying, beaten, starved. They have their stuff stolen. 
It's crazy the stuff going on there. The evidence we now have that it's not just that they were disproportionately punished, but that the entire thing was a setup from day one. Ray Epps is just the tip of the iceberg. We have evidence. They had wristbands. All the FBI informants were communicating with each other. They planned this for months. They planned this. They planned the entire thing. Again, most people showed up just simply to protest, like a regular protest. They didn't know about this. But the reason why it got violent, we now know, in hindsight, it was a Reichstag moment, which I identified literally the day after the attack. We actually did a show with that title. And yet to this day, not a word from Republicans demanding they be released. This is from the Washington Examiner. Representative Kevin McCarthy had a heated exchange with former President Donald Trump during the January 6th Capitol attack as the then-House Majority Leader reportedly became increasingly frustrated with the former president. Well, Kevin, I guess these people are more upset about the election than you are, Trump said to McCarthy in a phone call that afternoon. More upset, McCarthy yelled back. He recalled to a Republican colleague hours later, they're trying to effing kill me. Now, some of you might say, look, that was in the heat of the moment. That was on the January 6th itself, but now we know that it was really orchestrated by the FBI. Yeah, but show me the evidence that Kevin McCarthy has changed his views. He won't mention a single thing about this. He won't promise to even investigate, much less make specific demands on people being released. Has Kevin McCarthy mentioned a word about the dozen or so pro-life activists rounded up for protesting abortion clinics? Rounded up and raided by 25 FBI agents? No. So the public is clamoring for change. You have blacks that are migrating from the party. Hispanics in droves are leaving the party. Tulsi Gabbard gave a speech sound like us. And yet Republicans at the highest levels will not indulge our talking points, much less do anything about it on a single meaningful issue. And in fact, as it relates to January 6th, as it relates to Pfizer, as it relates to Ukraine... They're downright on the other side. They still support the other side. Nothing will change. And by the way, nothing will change if you continue supporting those who hate us. Ever wondered how big tech knows so much about you? Yeah, that's because you're too cheap to pay for a private service. You're using spy mail rather than start mail. Look, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm not paying for email. That's stupid. So I was reluctant until early last year, and then I realized, oh, I'm basically paying for the rope to hang myself. So it's time to do what I did and switch to Startmail, secure email service. Right now, go to startmail.com slash conservative. Think about all of that personal information you shared via email, whatever it is, financial information, travel plans, private messages to friends, medical records, personal sentiments, political uh, views. That is all all open to spy mail, which works seamlessly with the FBI. We now know that. That's why I count on start mail. Start mail, thankfully, is not based in the United States. And normally I like bragging about US-owned companies, but in this case, it's better to use uh, an easy-to-use encrypted email provider that keeps my data safe. No one could read it. No one could scan it. No one could sell it. And when I delete it, it is gone forever. Startmail also lets me generate an unlim- unlimited number of disposable uh, aliases, which I, I use all the time. Uh, every day you could you could do it simple. I'm terrible at tech, and even I could use it. I don't trust big tech, and neither should you. Make the switch from spy mail to start mail today, and you'll get 50 percent off your first year. So it won't even be that expensive to provide you with that degree of safety and security and privacy. So go to startmail.com/slash-conservative. That's startmail.com/slash-conservative. Well, who was one of the big heroes? One of the big heroes of this past year. The the budding future of what a Republican should look like, a successful Republican campaign. Well, Glenn Youngkin is definitely at the top of that list. He flipped a, a trending blue state and became governor of Virginia. 
And indeed, he did run on some of the tranny issues. But now that he's governor, well, it's a little bit of a different story. This from Breitbart. Youngkin claims policies respect trans youth bathroom pronoun preferences. He said on CNN State of the Union that his policies will respect parents what they want for their transgender children to use the bathroom and pronouns of their choice. Bathroom and pronouns of their choice. We've had interaction across the administration. What we're not saying is there's no accommodation. We're saying parents have to be engaged in that situation. If a child and their parent, along with the administrators and teachers, choose to have the accommodations for their child, they'll be granted. All this diffidence, all this mealy mouth stuff, all they'll do is accede to 99% of the premise of the left, use their terminology, use their premises, fake science, fake, fake legal, fake morality, and then they'll just pick the most extreme manifestation and, and, and oppose that. What that does is it moves the Overton window inexorably over to one side. And that's why we are where we are today. So Tapper asked, it sounds like you're excluding parents that might be supportive of, of their child going to the bathroom or joining the sports team that is in alignment with their gender identity. Certainly not, he said. If parents actually want their child to be able to change a pronoun of their name, use a bathroom, parents choose that legally, that's what the schools will do. With regards to sports teams, that's a different issue. I do believe it's unfair to girls. So this is the thing. Men are women. Transhumanism. Transgenderism. What's a woman? I don't know. They've adopted the same thing as the left. Bathrooms? Oh, no, I can't stand for separate bathrooms. But sports? Oh, that's unfair. Women's sports. What the heck is that? Am I the only one bothered by this? I find that so offensive. I'm saying once you agree to that, let them in the sports too. And you wonder why we are where we are. Just across the Potomac River from Glenn Youngkin on the Maryland side. This is from KUTV. Number of non-binary students in Maryland district soars by 582%. This is Montgomery County, Maryland, which is just a communist county. The largest public school system in Maryland saw a 582% increase in the number of students identifying as non-binary over a period of two years. Not 20, two years. It jumped that much. According to a survey they had. In 2019, 35% of Montgomery students indicated they identify as non-binary. Um, with the majority being middle school students, however, those numbers appear to have skyrocketed as 239 identified as such in 221 and 2021. Breakdown of those numbers show 18 were elementary schoolers, 129 middle schoolers, 92 high schoolers. Overall, 423 intake forms have been submitted over the last four years, showing that 45% of MCPS students identify as non-binary. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm just reading it to you. They're saying 45% of Montgomery County students identify as that that is totally natural folks just like being born with blue hair i have blue eyes brown hair whatever right-handed left-handed that's what republicans have bought into we were told for years as everyone became a homosexual well daniel i mean times have changed it just looks like i mean this is natural what you're gonna be mean to people born in a way that that, that can't help it it's like saying you know the, the skin the skin color you're born with is your fault that's what we were told, and that, at its core, is why phony conservatives bought into this. But it was all societal. You can get people to indulge anything. If they had a trend of, of, of saying, hey, I identify as a gummy bear, I identify as a killer whale, I identify as a cat or a dog, if that becomes cool, that will skyrocket 582% immediately as well. But we'll be told, no, no, you're born really an animal trapped in a human body. Because people like Glenn Youngkin and 99% of Republicans the last 20 years couldn't stand on basic 
moral clarity and not even moral, just basic common sense. So this is why the greater the wave grows because people want change, the smaller the difference because Republicans move along with that Overton window, with that shifting window, and they agree to the most extreme, harmful, destructive things of the left and pick one element of it to disagree upon to show some degree of space between them, at which point, two years from now, they'll wind up agreeing to and acceding to the next extreme level and then finding new space to disagree on that inexorably they'll agree to and so on and so forth, which is literally the cycle of politics since Reagan. But all my colleagues will just keep blithely, blissfully supporting this nonsense. There you have Youngkin for you. And by the way, recently Youngkin wrote this uh, this clean energy plan. The plan adopted in recent years by the previous administration goes too far in establishing rigid and inflexible rules for the transition in energy generation in Virginia. So they agree to the concept that God's given earth is unclean, that those materials, I don't like calling them fossil fuels, as you well know, because they're not fossil and they're not finite. They're unclean. That somehow their crap is clean. Somehow it's worthy to transition. We should make the arson, but do it a little bit more gently, not as rigid and inflexible, were his words. This is Glenn Youngkin. I don't mean to pick on just him today. I'm just, I happen to have those examples, but it's true of all of them. All your biggest leaders pick the defining issue of our time, and it's not just at the time that it mattered. They gave into it. That's for sure. But they still, if you listen carefully, even after it's been so repudiated, and it's so easy to inveigh and militate against a given policy because it's been debunked, it's been proving so harmful, people are seeing the effects, even if they didn't see it at the time when, when uh, we had the inception of these policies. It's so easy to fight the left. It's never been this easy to articulate it. We have all the evidence. Yet at its core, they still support global warming. They still support the green energy agenda, green fascism. They still support the January 6th persecution. They still support trannyism, much less the homosexual agenda at its core. No, no female sports. Don't mess with female sports. If you didn't have female sports, it'd be totally fine. That's literally the Republican talking point. Ukraine, I don't even need to talk to, talk about. And then, of course, there's COVID. Of course, there's COVID. Which I want to get to the latest news on that today. How we have all this unbelievable evidence that if people, you have the numbers from not just theirs, but the safe now. 8 to 10 to 12%, depending on the number and the shot and the dose, 8 to 10%, we're talking about 20 million people in the United States, 18 million people got sick enough that they need to see a doctor, experienced shortness of breath, chest pain, irregular heartbeat. Oh, and then now we see the fire after all that smoke, all the people dropping dead. The evidence, we have enough evidence on the shots that it's causing the sudden deaths, the sudden birth rate drops, the sudden stillbirths, all this stuff, the biggest destruction of civilization any public policy issue could ever induce. It's never been this easy to fight it. Yet Republicans are not an inch closer to the truth than January 2021. They're still like, well, I don't really like mandates, but full steam ahead with the shots. Even though... Biden said it's over with, the the pandemic that is. And now, Pfizer executive Janine Small conceded to the EU commission that the vax was never tested on transmission. They knew it all along, yet the entire world was turned upside down because of it. You see how the biggest things we could experience in life, the biggest transformational events and policies could be built on a 100% lie and it could persist and it won't be challenged. 
God knows how many more catalyzing events and policies in our lives that we take for granted as self-evident truths, whether it's science, whether it's history, whether it's law, policy, are built on a complete lie, and no one has done anything about it. And the reason is because we don't have a political party that is willing to meet the sword with the sword, that is willing to confront that point of contention, the issues that matter at the time they matter and the way they matter. Did you know... That to this day, on the label, the FDA printed label, which is like sacred, the manufacturer is only allowed to market their product the exact way it's labeled by the FDA. That's called on-label, right? To this day, the community Pfizer shot has the same language in their label as every other you know, traditional vaccine like DTaP, MMR, the same language as if it's sterilizing. When they admit it was never tested on it, they knew all along. I mean, obviously, you don't need to admit it. We see in front of our eyes, the more you inject, the more you infect, which is why they're going to keep this going. And yet, I have not heard a word. It's like, aside from the Florida administration, and at a federal level, Ron Johnson a little bit, Rand Paul, and like, a handful of House members like Chip Roy, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Thomas Massey, a few others. It has not changed. They, will, they won't even say, look. You see, it doesn't affect other people, that's for sure. I mean, that's been abundantly clear from day one, and now they admit it. At least get rid of the military mandate. No, they haven't even demanded it. They haven't even promised to do that when they take over. They haven't even promised that. Think about that. Much less the safety and the death that it's not just that can't be mandated. That's ridiculous. That, 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 that's two years ago. This needs to be burnt. This needs to, the technology needs to be uh, plowed under the ground forever. The people behind it need to be executed. But nothing from Republicans. But then again, COVID started out that way. You might have seen there's a headline that a staggering $600 billion, more than 10% of the COVID money thrown around, was lost to fraud. Okay? It was lost to fraud. Think about that. But as bad as that is, the fraud is endemic of the entire thing. I'm sick of Republicans saying, oh, I don't like fraud. The fraud was the entire premise of that funding and the strategy behind it and not identifying the source of COVID, what it was, how to treat it, hold the people accountable. Instead, it was, we're going to underwrite a lockdown. We're going to underwrite Pfizer. And Republicans to this day agree with that as much as they did Ukraine and still do. Name me an issue where Republicans are drawing a sharp contrast, not a single one. I want you guys to watch carefully with the energy issues. They'll complain about inflation, but they caused and to this day still defend all the policies that created it. They'll complain about the green energy agenda, but they support it. The only difference is they say they also think we should drill and have... And, and coal, they won't even defend, really. But oil and gas, they'll say, we should have that, too. Whoop-de-doo. But if you agree to the other regulations and the transition, they talk out of two sides of their mouth. They say they're for oil and gas, but then, then they say they're for transitioning. So if you support the policies that induce the transition, that works against oil and gas and anything that works. So they might say, oh, let's drill, let's do this, let's do that. But then they'll support all these regulations that undercut that or make, that, make it that the products have to come from, from garbage. So there's, there's your Republicans for you. Now, just how bad is this? This is not about, oh, they admit it doesn't stop transmission. 
dude, it doesn't stop transmission. It facilitates transmission. And it will continue to do that throughout the winter. We will never be able to achieve, ever, ever be able to achieve herd immunity because of this. And I'm sick of people just saying transmission. It doesn't stop critical illness either. And in fact, it induces critical illness in Omicron, which typically wouldn't, but it, with the shots, it does now. And we're finding that everywhere. And then, of course, there's all the heart issues. But what they're doing now is, even the media, it's all over the place. They're admitting the stillbirths, the reproductive issues, and the deaths. The sudden deaths, sudden heart deaths, sudden strokes, sudden blood clots. That's common knowledge. Or you can't deny that. They're admitting it. Completely admitting it. But then they either blame it on COVID now, or they have these bizarre causes that just, as if those causes never existed before 2021. So here's some of the latest with that. There's a new report out published in Heart Rhythm. It is one of those journals published by Elsevier. It's the official journal of the Heart Rhythm Society, the Cardiac Electrophysiology Society, and the Pediatric and Congenital Electrophysiology Society. And in that study, they find this paper report It's all over the news now, this headline, but it comes from this Heart Rhythm magazine. Video games may represent a serious risk to some children with arrhythmic conditions. They might be lethal in patients with predisposing but often previously unrecognized arrhythmic conditions. Children who suddenly lose consciousness while Electronic gaming should be assessed by a heart specialist as this could be the first sign of a serious heart problem. So this is everywhere. They're trying to explain how you have these sudden heart problems. So they say, well, there might be a latent genetic thing, but it's brought out by video games. Now, I think we all agree that video games are a problem, but they didn't start in 2021. But this is the type of grooming of society. It's an intellectual grooming. So people... We'll be like, yeah, yeah, these video games, all these kids are just dropping. That's what they do. Now, as you well know, cardiac arrhythmia, that's that's uh, uh, irregular heartbeat. Irregular heartbeat. That is all over the literature now. There's so many studies on that autopsies, and it's all over theirs as well. Then you have last week... Fortune publishes piece by this random ER doctor. And this was literally the title. Strokes, heart attacks, sudden deaths. Does America understand the long-term risks of catching COVID? So this is what they do. As, as Elijah said to Ahab, have you killed and have you inherited? Because he wanted to kill his neighbor to get his vineyard. They kill and then they benefit from it. It's an unbelievable thing. So they're just going to capitalize on all the heart stuff, the cancers, the strokes. Like, yeah, this is unbelievable. This is why we need more shots to prevent COVID, even though they just said it doesn't prevent COVID, and it actually causes it more. But it's interesting that it's reached critical mass that they now have to recognize what would have gotten you banned from social media and still does, and immediately they pin the blame on COVID. Obviously, any thinking person understands the problem is here's here's where we have them around the neck. There's a very interesting dynamic in the calendar. A lot of data goes by calendar years. So we're very lucky in the sense that we almost have a perfect break between 2020 and 2021. 2020 was the year of COVID without the shots. Immediately starting in 2021 is COVID with the shots. So you have a nice control group. And then, by the way, immediately starting 2022, is Omicron with the shots. And, 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 and I'll explain why that's important. So we didn't see any of this. You, there were no, you, you didn't see any evidence of people dropping dead in 2020, just sudden deaths, the sudden heart attacks. You didn't see that. We all know the spike protein of the 
ailment could cause heart problems, but that's immediate because that works through your immune system. So if your immune system failed to defend, you have a big problem. If not, it takes care of it. If you believe COVID is a problem for heart, which again, it's short term it is, but the shots don't help it, right? That's not the point. It's not like, oh, well, it's either the shot or it's COVID. No, the shots get you COVID and 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 the other heart problems, right? And many other problems as well. The, the, the real solution is to investigate where this came from, hold them accountable, and find their research on how to properly deal with this. And obviously end the shots. But if you believe that a spike naturally coming in through your immune defenses is a problem. So taking mRNA delivered through lipid nanoparticles to every corner of your body that could cross every blood barrier and gets behind your immune defenses and codes your cells to produce an unlimited number of spikes in an unlimited number of places for an unlimited amount of time, that sure as heck is going to be a problem. That's what causes the sudden death. COVID is more, it's your immune, it's, it's at the time. It doesn't mean that there can't be a single person ever to experience late heart or late this or whatever, but this is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. They won't even talk about it. Never happened. Also, we're finding this increasingly happen, happening in 2022. Here's the thing with 2022. 2022, we have a lot of shots, but the type of COVID we have is Omicron. Nobody disagrees with the point I'm making. This is universal. Omicron really is not thrombotic. It's not a circulatory disease. It is more of a traditional respiratory virus, upper respiratory. It doesn't attack the lungs, but it also doesn't really attack the blood. They're not seeing anywhere near this level of D-dimer levels, uh, high incidence of platelet count, clotting, with Omicron. It's just not happening. Meaning, the type of people who die from Omicron, it's usually because their immune system was shot from the shots and they were locked down and that that caused a big problem. All all these seniors, it's more breathing issues. They're just kind of traditionally what pneumonia does to them. There's no evidence that you're seeing heart issues. So that's the big check on on what they're saying and that, that... that fact is always going to be there. Obviously, <clears throat> we mentioned last week that German autopsy study that found the spike protein responsible for a sudden heart attack in an individual, and they confirmed he did not have COVID because he only had nucleocapsid antibodies. I'm sorry, he didn't have nucleocapsid antibodies, which are produced from natural infection only, You only have the spike antibodies. So we know it has nothing to do with COVID. Independently, the shots are causing it. In VAERS alone, there's almost 53,000 cases of myocarditis and nearly 17,000 heart attacks. And they're almost all within a few days, a day or two after. We know it's causing the ones later too, but none of those are going to be reported. Even a lot of the immediate ones aren't reported. We now have three Italian surgeons published a peer-reviewed study in the International Journal of Vaccine Theory, Practice, and Research. And they had a bunch of patients coming to them after they got the shots. And they all, they, they, they just never felt well. They, they just had this roving inflammation, different things. And they decided to do blood tests, very simple blood tests under a microscope. Regular electronic microscope could see all this stuff. You could see the blood plasma. A sample of about 1,000 people. They don't say exactly, but it seems like almost all of them were vaccinated. They don't, they don't give a breakdown. Pretty large sample size. Only 6% of those individuals that came in feeling crappy presented with normal-looking blood samples. Nine, uh, 94% had blood showing aggregation of uh, erythrocytes, erythro, no, erythrocytes and the presence of particles of various shapes and sizes 
of unclear origin one month after the mRNA inoculation on average. On average, it was a month after, but they had those that were months later. <clears throat> they didn't have many in a control group. They only had, they had 12 sub- subjects whose blood was examined with the same method before vaccination, showing a perfectly normal hematological distribution. The alterations found after the inoculation of the mRNA injections further reinforced the suspicion that the modifications were due to the so-called vaccines themselves. We all know that the blood disorders are out of control, and we all know that that is a large degree of what downs people for the rest of their lives, not just the immediate adverse events. But the, the, but the, so some people will have a stroke, a heart attack right away, but then some people have this organizing clotting or just other weirdness. It might be from the graphene oxide, other heavy metals, who knows what's in that blood. But there's mounting evidence that it's more than just the, the, the spike problems, which are clotting. And they also found these tube-like fibers that, that look a lot like these snake-like things that the embalmers were pulling out of so many people that started right with the vaccines. I mean, we have this covered from so many ends. You could convict someone based on this. The amount of evidence, the data, the case reports, the studies, the timing, it, it all and it all works harmoniously together. But the Washington Post has an article out and they're like, we can't figure out why there's growing pregnancy complications and rising stillbirths. So interestingly enough, they are admitting it does exist. Washington Post finally admitting that. Ilham Mosaudi, a professor of immunology at the University of Kentucky, said she and many of her colleagues have been taken aback by the extent to which pregnancy has been affected by the pandemic. Like many researchers, she has... She had initially thought of COVID-19 and did not expect it to impact reproductive organs. Instead, she and other pregnancy experts have spent the past few years scrambling to understand spikes in maternal complications, first reported anecdotally, then verified in several large studies, including an extremely small but nonetheless alarming group of unusual stillbirths. I was naive, Masaudi reflected. Now I wonder, what else have we been missing? But they never, ever identify the 800-pound gorilla in the room. That all of this stuff with the reproductive issues began in 2021, not 2020. And what is really scary, I want to share something with you. We, we've talked about this a lot. There's, there's the life-threatening adverse events immediately, which are maybe 1%, 1.5%, however you want to define that. And that that's insane. That's an insane number if you look at the denominator. I mean, five and a half billion people got at least one dose, and a good chunk of those got two to five, right? So that's that's insane. But what's even worse is when you want to look at what the tip of the iceberg, and when you're trying to ascertain, well, if that's the tip, how long... How, how great is this problem and how long will it persist and how many of the people that maybe didn't experience life-threatening things might down the road have a problem and, and, and God willing, they don't. But if you, what I've been noting is if you just look at the people, the percentage that get flu-like symptoms and then the percentage that get beyond that, it's not considered life-threatening, but it's like, whoa, not just the fever, nausea, muscle ache, headache, malaise, but shortness of breath, chest pain, arrhythmia. Yeah, we just talked about that, arrhythmia, the video games. Gee, what do you think causes it? There's a new survey out from Saudi Arabia published in the International Journal of General Medicine. And they go through this and... The thing is, it jives with like 10 other things I presented to you like this, as well as the new data that has now been released because of Aaron Siri and ICANN at the behest of a federal judge. That the CDC was sitting on this from day one from their own V-safe reporting that demonstrates that it's horrific as theirs was. It was the tip of the iceberg. So let's first talk about just the typical 
symptoms. They find. So this was Pfizer and Oxford AstraZeneca. Those are the two that they looked at. And you look at fevers. Fevers were like 25% per dose from Pfizer. And actually, 57% after the first dose, 38% after the second dose of AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca really seemed to cause uh, a fever. Now, if you know something is proven to be safe and effective long-term, and it's just the one thing you get is fever, okay, fine. But we not only don't we know that, we actually affirmatively know it's not safe that you have the tip of the iceberg, the 1%, which are deadly symptoms. So the fact that that many people get fever, that's a problem. That means this thing is inducing inflammation it shouldn't be inducing. Fatigue. 50, 54, I'm, I'm rounding the numbers. It depends on the dose, the first, second dose, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, 50, more than half had fatigue. Headaches, 30 to 40% roughly. Joint pain, 20 to 32%. Muscle pain, and this is systemic, not at the injection site. 27%. With Pfizer, 39.6% with AstraZeneca. That in itself is insane. But then you go on to the big three. Shortness of breath, chest pain, and fast or irregular heartbeat. That's the, you know, when you wonder how many people are really dropping dead of heart attacks and how long is it going to be that people could drop dead from the shots? Is it within the 30 days? Is it... And, and I've been saying for a long time, you're going to have this subclinical stuff forever. Shortness of breath. Basically, I'm, I'm, I'm rounding here, 7 to 8%. 7 to 8% had shortness of breath. Depending on the dose, the shot, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, 7 to 8% shortness of breath. You do the math. 250 million Americans had some sort of dose. Do the math on that. How many millions that is? Chest pain, similar, 7 to 8%. Fast or irregular heartbeat, 9.3% after Pfizer's first dose, 10.5% after AstraZeneca's first dose, 13.5% after AstraZeneca's second dose. Fast or irregular heartbeat. And they want to know where the arrhythmias are coming from. And they're going to have us believe it's the video games. This is in plain sight. And we could cite 20 other data points corroborating those exact numbers almost on target. Yet not a single prominent Republican will get up there, promise to even form a committee. The state's. As I keep mentioning, the states got to push your legislatures. They need to do what this show has been. They need to do it. They need to publicize it and need to ban the shots and all the technology that they're using for the future ones. That is insane. Five and a half billion people got the shots. Think of those numbers, 8 to 12% of chest pain, irregular heartbeat, shortness of breath. Now, will there be some of those people that it was just short-term and then their heart will be a unscathed for the rest of their life? Probably. But a good number of those, you got to believe, you certainly have to at least suspect until you prove otherwise, are going to have some problems. And there is some sort of subclinical heart damage that is going kinetic and is responsible for a lot of these sudden deaths we're seeing well into the vaccines, even months after people get them. But what's amazing is it corroborates exactly with what we see from vSafe. Again, let's just go over the vSafe numbers. This is all along, Pfizer was giving people a card that you could fill out to sign up for an app and report your symptoms. This pharmacovigilance system they, they had from day one. Out of the 250 million or so, 10.2 million people signed up for it. So 10.2 million. 70 million adverse events, over 70 million, 
among them. Nearly 8% of these 10 million had to seek medical attention, often several times. 8% is right at that zone that we're talking about. Roughly a quarter of the individuals were sick enough, couldn't go to school or work the next day. 4.2 million ailments were classified as being serious. Folks, this is 4.2 million serious ailments. A lot had multiple. They got crushed, and a lot had zero. But 4.2 million serious, meaning upfront serious. A lot of the, what I'm telling you is a lot of the minor ones will wind up being serious later, could be serious, upfront. And that's out of a 10 million sample size. So if you extrapolate for the entire population that received them, that could be over 100 million serious symptoms. These are hard numbers from CDC's vSafe that was just released. But that 8%, again, I believe about a half a percent of the people died from the shots, hundreds of thousands in America. I believe 1% to 2% had serious like hospitalization level slash long-term disability level injuries. And I think now we know about 8% or so had serious, unusual stuff, enough to seek at least some degree of medical attention. And that's beyond the third to half of the people that seem to get flu-like symptoms. By the way, remember those months at the beginning of the year where there were no baggage claimers at airports? You had all these professions where we had all these shortages and shutdowns and everything. Now we know why. You don't even have to come on to just all the people dropping dead and the serious injuries. Just the people, a quarter of people couldn't go to work the next day. That's what we, that's what we did. This is the most shocking thing to have ever occurred. Oh, and by the way, as far as arrhythmias are concerned... This is from the Children's Health Defense Fund. Do you know that in the original trials of Pfizer, 40,000 participants, there were five recorded. Now, there were a lot more, but they didn't record them, and I, I personally know the people that weren't recorded. But there were five cardiac arrest deaths in the vaccine group and only one in the placebo. Five to one. Very interesting point I missed. And everyone's wondering, where are all these heart ailments, these arrhythmias coming from? We have enough evidence that if Pfizer were an individual to convict that person for murder. We, we have a year and three quarters worth of evidence. Studies, hard data, reporting, and they all paint a very precise picture. And yet, the FDA is announcing... They're granting emergency use after they say the Biden, the president said the emergency is over. For a cohort of children that were never in danger, and certainly Omicron, they're not. And in their own New England of Journal Medicine publication on these boosters, I'm just going to read to you the language, the safety and immunogenicity of the bivalent Omicron-containing mRNA-12-73.2114 booster vaccine are not known immunogenicity and safety are not known actually they are known that's that's misinformation they are known they're known to be extremely dangerous and ineffective and negative effective kaiser permanente their own study shows that after 150 days negative efficacy of every single variant and they're able to get away with the more information comes out from their own admission that it's unsafe and ineffective the more they're able to approve it even on children because Republicans won't say a peep. If you don't cross swords, if you don't confront an advancing army, you know what happens? They advance. The reason we are where we are in America, culturally, the tranny stuff, the illegal immigration numbers, the crime numbers, spending, energy, medical fascism, is because at every key time in history, where the left came with a radical and destructive policy on each one of those fronts, the Republican Party either tacitly or fully 
supported it, and certainly refused to confront it. And they help give the illusion that there's opposition. See, if there's no opposition, then people are kind of suspicious, like, okay, hey, you know, someone's got to fight this. But on paper, you're always hearing Republicans and Democrats fighting like cats and dogs in a very broad sense, right? So it gives the impression that, wow, well, they kind of won. They, they, they won. There was a fight. They were confronted. There's two sides, and they won out, and that's why the policy prevailed. No, the policy prevailed because the Republicans tossed the fight from day one. And I'm here to tell you, they are still doing that. Can you imagine that after everything we know? It turns out that Republicans are just allowing this to go on. They're not even demanding these shots be taken down, at least for children. Right now, it's ridiculous because nobody should be getting it. All these seniors are dying from the shots. It's disgusting. They're all lining up at these pharmacies. I'm sick of hearing, oh, only, you know, some of these uh, so-called opponents of the regime, and I think they're controlled uh, 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 opposition folks too, and you know which doctors I'm talking about. Uh, children shouldn't get it. What do you mean children shouldn't get it? That's the talking point from a year and a half ago. Now what we know, nobody should have ever gotten this because it doesn't work anyway. Negative efficacy. But just know it didn't have to be this way. We never had to toss the fight. Let me end off with the issue of illegal immigration. We have now suffered tens of millions of undesirable legal and illegal immigrants. Not that all immigrants are, but you know, since the 1965 Kennedy Act, we've destroyed our country. Destroyed our country. And we were always told, oh, people want it. We're a country of immigrants, so all immigration is you know, good. It's all the same thing. And this is how you have to win the Hispanic vote. It was all a lie, and Republicans tossed that fight. The Washington Post last week, of all publications they published, Florida offers warning for Democrats about Hispanic voters. First major indicator that Democrats might be losing their hold on the Hispanic community, they say, came in 2018 election bid. But then they say, this year's midterms are expected to feature historic Democratic investments in advertising an effort to stunt significant GOP gains. Despite the investment, Democratic strategists and party leaders are pessimistic about their prospects among Hispanic voters in Florida. Strategists privately admit that Democrats are still not investing enough to attract Florida's Hispanics. Voters coming to the party to see years of neglect and cultural conservatism has made the voting base too partisan to sway. Florida is emerging as a glaring warning for Democrats about what can happen if they do not aggressively court Hispanics. Even the Washington Post is admitting the state where the governor literally said he's going to, he said, that, said it on this show, he would work with other governors to dep- have states start deporting illegals. He would deport them from Florida and he's busting them out and yet he's winning a record number of Hispanic voters. We were all lied to about every single political issue. And they still are. Don't think that they've learned their lesson. Now, unlike with the fight on medical freedom and Pfizer, McCarthy will broadly indulge the illegal immigration issue while still extolling the virtues of one to two million legal immigrants a year, that it's all good selling us out to China and India. But it's all a fraud. But that's the lesson. Isn't 40 years of a controlled opposition enough. We're going to have a lot of commentary the next couple of weeks about how many seats they'll win in the Senate, this and that. And it's going to be impossible to talk over that. But the day after, we come to mid-November. What is the plan to actually make a GOP majority worth anything? And the answer is there is no plan. The plan is to talk about the next election while inexorably the WEF and all the people they represent work on changing us one after another and Republicans continuing to allow that to exist as if it's a real fight but it's a fake fight that my friends is the Overton window of GOP politics 
That is why we are where we are. But just know, it doesn't have to be this way. It's never been easier to fight all these agendas. Because all the... See, it used to be back in the day, Democrats were more populist. So they were like, no, the working man needs stuff. So that's how they would sell all their handouts. It was more about fiscal issues. And it was stupid, but you could understand why it would sell with people. They want free stuff. Now, what they're doing is they're literally selling to people permanent high energy prices, scarcity, wearing a mask, you can't walk, getting jabbed, dying, all this crazy draconian stuff, cutting people's balls off. It's crazy. It's so easy to fight. See, what Reagan was fighting was actually much harder because it sounded very nice, giving people a helping hand and all these government programs they got people addicted to. The issues that we're confronted with, oh my gosh, they're so easy to fight. And yet Republicans won't fight it because they're not timid, they're not scared, they're not scared of the media, they're not scared of the polls. They are downright on the other side, which is why we need to reinvent something new, and it's my lifelong mission. Who knows? Who knows what what will be, but we got to speak the truth. Uh, If you have comments, questions, concerns, as always, email me at danielhorowitz at startmail.com. Yes, startmail is my main email now because I don't like spy mail, so make sure you sign off as well. Uh, You can follow me on Telegram at C19 Truth Bombs at C19 Truth Bombs. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.